Let's welcome now on the line uh, the deputy sports editor at uh, Sport24 and uh, the overall champion, right? Overall winner of the Vodacom Journalist of the Year Awards. I think the last time we spoke to him, he was the champion of Gauteng. Uh, Spoom Chigeliso joins us on the line. Spoom, good evening. Congratulations from us. We told you we'll speak to you again when you win that big award. <laughs> yeah, you called it. <laughs> I appreciate it very, very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Well deserved, well deserved. Do follow his stuff on Spot24. But uh, the report is out now. Um, is what is it what you would have expected with the findings that came out, Spoo? Yeah. I mean, the Transformation Ombudsman found that there's racism in cricket. Not a shocker. Not really breaking news. Um, but, you know, it's damning that there's a few people who were held in high regard um, who have been uh, fingered for incidents uh, uh, that they partook in, uh, namely A.B. De Villiers, um, Mark Boucher and his name-calling aspect of it, uh, and various others um, as well who, who, who are not in, painted in good light in this report. And just for clarity, what is the significance of the report? Because the ombudsman does describe it as tentative. What, what, what should, should happen after this report, or is it binding? Well, what is binding are the findings, uh, the recommendations. Uh, CSA has committed to, you know, in uh, enacting those recommendations, but they're very few and far between. It's, it's things like CSA has to relook at some of its structures, has to strengthen some of its processes and procedures. We saw that uh, the, the big headline, of course, was that the processes in appointing Mark Bouch and Graham Smith in their respective virtual head coach and director of cricket roles uh, were not followed. They were flawed, is what the ombudsman said. So uh, it's they've been told to fortify those those things, and it's a little ambiguous in that in that regard because it doesn't say X, Y, and Z must happen. It doesn't say so and so must be out of the of the of the organization. It doesn't say the people in uh, responsible for the flouting of those procedures need to never return to cricket if they're not there or be kicked out if they are. Mm. So it, 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 it lacks punch in that regard, but it, it's never going to you know, uh, be all things to everyone. Uh, but at least there is a document from which Cricket South Africa could say these are the things that have been unearthed uh, from this process. And let's talk about these irregular appointments. What was wrong with these appointments? Maybe starting with, with Graham Smith. Yeah, look, uh, the, the process itself, you know, as we as we recall, um, Tabang Murebe, then CEO, uh, went on a headhunt mission uh, trying to recruit uh, Graham Smith, and it seemed very clear from the onset that Graham Smith was uh, uh, unfairly the the target of that of that appointment, and uh, Dumisa Tabeza, in 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 some nasting or, or summarizing that that. That incident says there was sort of discrimination against other possible candidates, you know, uh, who were interviewed, uh, who some of whom made presentations, but weren't really given a fair shake. Uh, your Corey Fonseils, your 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 Hussein Manax, um, Dave Norsworthy as well, were the others interviewed. But at the same time, Dumitra Tereza says Smith didn't want to work with uh, Tabang Mure, and um, he sensed. That the might that might have been because he doesn't trust Mure as a black leader within the organization, you know, 
Um, so there's, there's, there's discrimination and counter-discrimination within, within that same point found by the Transformation Ombudsman. Um, however, uh, you know, and we did hear, these were rumors um, and reports that, uh, you know, Graham Smith had a clause in his contract that he would only work for Cricket South Africa as Jacques was a CEO, you know, and then these have been denied. Um, and, you know, this, it's, it's, it's those sorts of things where Sanessa was trying to get to the bottom of why it is that certain leaders are trusted within cricket, white leaders and black leaders are not. And that also leads to the Kyle Zondo uh, A.B. De Villiers thing, where A.B. De Villiers doesn't want a, a player that is, happens to be black, whom he says is inexperienced, but then selects a, a or, or pushes for the selection of a inexperienced white player uh, whom he trusts by virtue of not, not, nothing else but that player being white. And then, um, and A.B. De Villiers has responded to that. I don't know if you've seen his response. Uh, I, I did see his response yesterday. Yesterday, uh, yeah. On the day. We included it uh, in our reportage. Yes, I did. What did he have to say for himself? <laughs> uh, well, as, as for himself, he says he, he never, uh, you know, selected or never wanted anyone to be in the team because because of uh, uh, their race. Um, I'm just trying to find the exact, the exact wording. Um, but but the, the the long and short of it is that he he basically denies that he ever wanted the places. I have wholly supported the aim of Cricket South Africa's SJN process to ensure equal opportunities in our game. However, throughout my career, I expressed honest cricket opinions only ever based on what I believed was best for the team, never based on anyone's race. That's a fact. So that is AB's assertion of events. However, if you actually dig into what actually happened, um, and this has been, you know, reported on in detail. It was reported on in 2015 when it took place. Um, we did a special report in, in, in 2020 last year where we actually uncovered that AB went as far as going to speak to the CEO, something which he told the commission um, that he regretted and he had apologized for. But he went to the CEO, then CEO Haroon Logart. He bypassed the selector. The selector on tour was the same Manak. The convener selector was, was Linda Zoli. The other selectors were Lux, Dr. Lakshmi, so rest in peace, Koboshiana, Errol Stewart, and the head coach, Russell Domingo, heading to the executive of, of the organization, Harun Logar, who was in Mumbai at the time. Going that far up the organization in an effort to get to get Kaya Zondo was, and we must emphasize this point, Kaya Zondo was selected to play in the game by the designated authorities at the tour. That selectors had appointed Zondo to play in the match. It, and uh, the, the, the captain of the team does not select the team in the South African cricket national team. So for AB to be so vehement in not wanting Kyle Zondo to be in the team that he goes to the CEO, Harun Logart, that raised major, 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 major flags. And the fact that the replacement that went in was a, a wide player, you know, a, 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 a black player so disenfranchised from that opportunity that one person took it upon themselves to go to the highest authority in the organization, that definitely raised a red flag, and it definitely did with Advocate Badeza.
And it's clear that the decision was racially motivated there. And uh, talking about selection, Graham Smith has, uh, has also been implicated or also found to have been wrong in along with the selectors in not selecting Tamitz Oligila to keep wickets on that tour of England back in 2012. What's the gist of it here? Yeah, look, uh, uh, we, we had to carry out this uh, with the Tolegila by first saying that there was no um, racial discrimination found in the match fixing saga, uh, which has also been covered mm. uh, uh, in, in, at great detail. Um, however, Tremeza didn't find any evidence of uh, racial discrimination in match fixing. However, that can be separated and probably should have been separated mm. from the discrimination conversation yeah. last year when it happened. Match fixing should have never encroached on the, the, the wider conversation that we had, the deep conversation we had on race and cricket. However, those two things then are cross-pollinated um, and, and we are where we are. However, then Fedeza then separated the two. That said, in, in Tamito Legile not being selected, that was an injustice as well on its own. He went there as a designated backup keeper. Um, there, there were moves done in the background. You must remember, these are always things that are covered up in, in, the, in what, in what uh, uh, Tredeza regards as a ruse of merit-based selection by having A.B. Divinius pick up the gloves. A.B. had a back issue that had prevented him from uh, keeping at the international level for a long time. So there's always a risk. If you were, if you made him keep, you're always risking losing him in the batting sense, and you needed him to bat. And having lost Mark Archer to that unfortunate eye incident, you needed someone to come in and take the gloves. Tamit Solegile had been selected to be that person. For him not to even play a game, I can understand for if, if he goes in, doesn't do the job, I failed, and, it, it, and it's such a gaping hole that another option must be taken. Then that option would then be A.B. De Villiers. But for that option to be taken ahead of Tamit Solegile shows, again, the length people are prepared to go through risking his career, risking injury the David they live in, in agreeing to pick up those gloves instead of saying, no, I don't want to take gloves. I'm here as a batsman. He has a designated batsman and a fielder. Let the person who is, who is a specialist wicketkeeper, mind you, Tommy had tied the record for the most dismissals, dismissals in a, in a first-class game in South Africa by taking eight catches in a game uh, down, in, down in Durban, which, which I covered that season. Mm. He was in hell of good form. In a weeking, in a wicket keeping sense, in one of his best years, batting, mm. I think he was averaging more than 50 elsewhere. So he was no mug either with the willow. That was an injustice. That in itself is an injustice. But please let us separate that from the later development of of metrics. And I agree with you, there, Spumchigalus. I've always said that the sport fixing allegations and um, and what was happening in the social justice hearings were just two different things and should have never uh, been uh, mixed together. And as we had, as we've seen in the findings, there's no evidence that the convictions of those accused of, of spot fixing like Tzolegil and Sotobe was racially motivated. They are two separate matters. And then just as we wrap up now, before we speak to Mr. Lawson Naidus, Mark Boucher's name comes up a lot also with the Ombudsman finding his apology to the allegations made by Paul Adams that he called him by a derogatory nickname to be very flimsy, which indicates that he has not changed. What did you make of that? Because that seems scathing. That is very, very scathing. Um, I mean, the, what what is even deeper than that, uh, Tabiso, is the fact that 
uh, African Teresa makes, you know, the, the, the comparison to, to your high-profile cases such as Penny Sparrow, mm. uh, the, the white woman who, who referred to black people uh, in a Facebook account with a derogatory word. Uh, Vicky, I think it was Vicky Momberg as well, is mentioned. So he, he says the words that were used by Boucher, allegedly have been used by Mark Boucher towards Paul Adams, um, are, are so grave that they can be compared to uh, uh, Vicky Momberg and, and Penny Sparrow, mm -hmm. who faced uh, criminal uh, prosecution for their use of the words, the racial slurs that they use. That is damning in the highest degree. So, mm. basically... And criminal injuria is the wording license. that he uses, eh? Criminal injuria, yeah, mm. that's right. He's giving license to say that if there's cause for, for, for criminal charges to be brought against Mark Pouch for having used a derogatory or alleged to have been used uh, to have used a derogatory racial term against uh, his teammate, then teammate Paul Adams, CSA are free to go and pursue those, or Paul Adams, the victim, are free to pursue those because in his judgment, and this is a man of the court, he's not a man of cricket, uh, he's a man of the law. Um, so he sees similarities in what has been done by Boucher with what has done by Sparrow and Momberg. Sure. Okay, we're going to leave it there, Spoo, just because of time, but also people can read the report. You can download it on Cricket South Africa's website. If not, if you don't want to read all 235 pages, these guys at Spot24, Lloyd, Spoo, and Kanyus have done a, a, some great jobs, a, a great job. They've even uh, highlighted the takeaways and given us more details there, so you can also go on the Spot24 website to get more about more about this uh, SJN report. But Spoo, thank you very much for speaking to us t t tonight and just laying it down. Always a pleasure. Thank you, uh, Deputy Sports Editor at Sport24, Smu Mchigediso, uh, speaking to us there about what has come out. Quite ironic that we're discussing these issues on the Day of Reconciliation. Eh? How is that? Let's take a break. We're going to come back with your voice notes and we'll speak to the Chairperson of Cricket South Africa, Mr. Lawson Naidu. Not 